Hey, it's your man Marcus Whitney, and this is the Creative Power Hour. Welcome back. And today, the superhero sitting next to me is Mighty Megan Barry. This is Marcus Whitney's Audio Universe. Like, you gotta do the work. You gotta show up and just do the work. Welcome to the show, and uh, I'm so excited to have uh, our third guest, Megan Barry, here. Um, and Megan, I gave you a little bit of a superhero name, so that was on the fly. Sorry for surprising you with that. Um, but uh, but I do believe that we all have a little bit of um, superhero inside of us, and that's that's sort of you know that, that's the corny theme that goes along with creative power. Um, so so I, I'm always interested in hearing people's origin stories, um, just because I think there's always something in there that that links to to who they are today. So do you mind sharing a little bit about you know how you got here? Sure. So I uh, born in California. Uh, grew up in Kansas, middle class life, went on to college and uh, came to Nashville to get my MBA uh, from okay. Vanderbilt and stayed. So I was going to do the 18 months and then here I am. But I think so much of, of my life was shaped by the fact that I had family that was really committed uh, to, to service. And I think back now, you know, my dad, my grandfather was on the school board and okay. a small business person. Okay. My dad was in the Marines. Okay. So this kind of wow. ethos of of service. Uh, my mom was a stay at home mom. And so like there was all this uh, as part of the background that then led to uh, caring deeply about the community I lived in. Hmm. So, so you got, you got your MBA. So, yep. so you were in the business world. Yeah. Right? yeah I spent 20 plus years in, in business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm always struck by, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a business person, uh, but I also care about the community. I talk to lots of people who also are business people who care right. a lot about the community. And, you know, occasionally it'll come up the idea of, of running for office, right? And I think we're, we're all really pragmatic people and we think about like how hard that would be. And we're just <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think there's other ways that I can serve. But, you know, you had 20 years of, of business experience and yet still seems like something maybe in your past and that commitment to service, you know, did pull you in that direction to, to become a, a public servant. But, and I think you're exactly right. It's funny, you know, women especially don't uh, tend to step up and, and want to run for office. But thankfully, we, we just saw this wave in November where we had a lot of new women uh, decide that they did. Young women, too, which was incredible, really exciting. Incredible, yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's there, I saw this USA poll one time that said that if you go out and ask men and women, have you ever thought about running for office? Men, I think there's like 40% said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when right. asked the next question, like, do you think you're qualified? They're all like, absolutely, no problem. <laughs> and then women, when asked, and this is a while ago, said only 8% said that they would ever consider running for wow. office. And when asked the follow-up question about why, Qualification, yeah. they okay. said, I'm not qualified. Wow. And so I think that as we, we talk about what does it take to be a public servant, you know, for me, I got involved in my neighborhood association and I got yeah. involved in my PTO and then I ran for Metro Council. But it never was this thought about running for public office. Uh, and so I, but I, my journey's not untypical, I, I, I don't think. So can, can we just take a quick segue? I have sure, a question sure, about sure. this because, um, I don't have daughters. I have two boys. Um, and so, uh, I don't, I don't fully understand that because my, my mother was yeah. like, she was one of these boss ladies. Right. Yeah. And so like, because that was the image of a woman that I had growing up. I like, I, I I have continued to be surprised as I've gotten older and and um 
have had to accept and realize that there is this this sort of um difference in in sense of self qualification self readiness for things because because my mother just didn't so like sure. help me like unpack that a little bit for me just be, just because like i'm I'm ignorant or I just didn't I just didn't experience it growing up well I mean I think that uh you know, uh, you can look at politics, you can look at other fields where women aren't represented right. in the echelons of power. Right. Uh, and I think that's because for a long time, we, we've we always thought of women as having to be demure or um, if they are exercising a authority mm-hmm. or being assertive or they're powerful, mm-hmm. somehow that makes us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think you see that bleed into not just politics, mm-hmm. uh, but also into the, the highest... Uh, uh, CEOs in the right. land. I mean, I, I, what did I say? I mean, day? the numbers are clear. There right? are more men named John who are CEOs than there are women. Period. CEOs. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, wow. and that should tell you something. Yeah, yeah. But that didn't stop you in any way. Well, I, I mean, you got it, to check those. You, you checked all those boxes. Well, I mean, right? I, I, I too grew up in a family where my mom was very much about you can do anything, right. and, and and I always believed I could. Uh, having said that, she also was also very clear that. My sisters, I have three little sisters. Uh, we should all choose a profession that would help. That would how did she use for this? We could stay home with the kids, and mm-hmm. uh, and and so I actually have an undergraduate degree in elementary education. Mm-hmm. My sister below me is a special ed teacher. My sister below her is a nurse. So you all took this to heart. Below is a nurse, right? I mean, so we all chose very traditional female uh, roles mm. in, in getting our, our our undergraduate degrees. So you ran for mayor um, after the era of Obama, which really changed yeah, yeah. The, the game, right? I mean, the game has yeah. since been changed again by President Trump, but, but the Obama campaign really changed the game. And your campaign um, was, a, was an incredibly strong one online. Really, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, really, we, really we, strong absolutely. online campaign, right. and like that sort of carried through even today. Like your online brand, right, is you know really, really strong. Um, tell us a little bit about like the ramp up to that, right? Because you sure. weren't always there, and, right. and and like you know, we we both grew up in an era where we had a rotary phone in our house, right? You know what well, I mean? Gosh, like like, like we grew up before the internet, right? Yeah. So like, how how is it for right. you to now? be someone who fully leverages and fully understands that we're in this internet era. And this is sort of the way that we communicate. You do it so well now as if you were native to it, but like talk about that, that transition. Uh, Well, when we, and we did take a lot of pages out of Obama's campaign Mm -hmm. and uh, this idea of how do you connect to folks who are traditionally not part of the community. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I've spent a lot of time on Metro council and I would go, we would have these community meetings and, you know, bless, it would always be the same 10 people who would show up mm-hmm. who were absolutely committed, but you knew there were 90 other people who didn't either have the time or, you know, just couldn't get there. So uh, how, how are we going to find other ways to reach them? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that we did, and again, it sounds, it was so revolutionary then, but it's like, it's not now, where we would actually do these town halls on the phone, right? So if, okay, I at, okay. if, if I was at my kitchen table, I didn't have to drive over to and, the community and j- j- center. Just for context, sure. this is when you were a council. Yeah, this is when, when, I, okay. yeah, this is when okay. we were doing council. So, you know, we would do these town halls. You could call in. You could find out what was going on. Uh, and, and, I, and, and that was just like the, the beginning right. of trying to right. find different ways to connect. Right. Because that's what it was really about. Yeah. How do you connect uh, more effectively 
with the audience that you want to talk to. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. And then of course you have, you know, the all evolved Instagram, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. the social media concept. Yeah. Uh, I can remember when we went up on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, oh gosh, what's the other one that my, my little, um, that goes away. Oh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, Snapchat. right, right. You know, that's mostly really for my nieces and nephews. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of Snapchats from that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny how that has all evolved and there will be something that's going to come next. Yeah. Uh, and I think just being able to be somebody in, either in uh, a service role or a, a company role, making sure that you're on top of that technology yeah. so that you can continue to have those conversations in a meaningful way with the people that you want to reach. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so I see today you're, you're doing speaking, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, sort of on a variety of different, uh, platforms. Uh, there was a TEDx Nashville yep. women's event, um, which all the feedback that I've heard from it was that oh, it was, thanks. it was a fantastic event and that thanks. you were great. Um, and I think recently you were out in San Francisco at an event Did, and yep. I know we, we had talked before you were down in Texas maybe before. Um, I bit, well, I was coming back from Texas, but I went out there, there's a, a new media company and I went out there and yeah, did their right. corporate retreat yep. uh, where we were talking about having the worst day mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. and uh, the fact and, and looking at it through the lens of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. This is a company that's five years old. So, uh, you know, how do you get up every morning if you're an entrepreneur or, or whatever your circumstances right. are and, and keep facing uh, obstacles and, and powering through? It was great. Are, are you finding that this this process? I mean, this is this is something we were talking about a little bit over lunch, and and uh, it's it's definitely been true for me. Like as I, you know, powered through and got through the draft of the book, or as, congratulations, thank you, by the way. thank so you, cool. yeah, no, it, it feels good to be done. Uh, you know, <laughs> like as I did that, or as I, you know, do this show and start to have conversations, yeah. like I'm I'm getting like it's like I'm getting my story clear with myself, sure, right, which is. Which is self gratifying, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I know I've got a story, and I know I've got a set of beliefs, but like, it's not that clear, right? You know what I mean? I think sure. until you like have to like present it to somebody, yeah. you go through this process, right? So, so it, are are you finding out things that you you might have thought you believe, and now you're like, wow, I really believe this, you know? As you're going through this this like speaking, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, to your point, because I think. I think that process, one of the, the things that I've listened to you talk about, which has been really impactful, is this idea about actually taking the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we ever do. Right. So the, the realizations, the actualization that comes from actually being reflected, and, and I've had the gift of reflection over the last uh, nine months. Yeah. And so, uh, and I, I never had that before because like most people, you're full on and you're just like to the going next to the, thing, next, to the thing, next thing, the next thing. And, and, uh, I've been given that gift yeah. to say, all right, what's, what comes next? And, and you actually have to reflect on that. So, uh, in, in sort of a response to you saying that, that the taking the time was profound. So I, I have, uh, every day since you, you told me the story about having your worst day. Um, I've thought about that every day, wow. every day. Um, just because, you know, I just think perspective is, is so important, right? You know what I mean? Because yeah. like my, my little personal saying for myself that like helps me get out of, uh, mind funks is mood follows action, yeah. which, which it basically, does. right. Is like, oh my goodness, you know, if I don't right. feel good, I have to do something to stop feeling bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I can't just like wait for the good feeling to come. Right. That's just cause it's just never going to come. Right. So, um, so like when you when you said that, I just felt like it moved the marker 
for me so far on like on like what I will let myself uh it's not even complain is not even the right word, mm-hmm. right? It's it's like what will I let myself get down about? Right. You know what I mean? And like it just moved the marker on that because you know, worst day is like a final thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a that's it. Right, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. And so and it just changed the way that I I thought about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a as a as a just as a human, and, and, every day waking up and walking, and, you know what I mean? Like every day, like right. like you're you're past that. Yeah, and Marcus, I think it's helpful because I know that some folks who might be watching might yeah. wonder what is your worst day. Yeah, and and and, and I'm, so for a minute, let me just say it wasn't the day that I had to tell my husband that I'd had an affair. It wasn't the day that I had to resign. It wasn't the day that I pled guilty to a felony. Um, it was the day my son died, and and that was my worst day. Um, all those were really bad days, don't get me wrong. But when you have your worst day, it actually puts it all in perspective. Mm-hmm. And and I'd already had that day before all the rest of that happened. So um the stuff that came later wasn't you know, was bad, but it wasn't it wasn't my worst day. Yeah. I, I, I remember when, when uh when we got together uh for that glass of wine and I yeah. and I just remember thinking, like, wow, you look really strong. You know what I mean? Like like, you know, people emanate things right you know what i mean and i just like wow for someone who has been through what you've been through you look really strong you know what i mean it was it was it was admirable it was it was like that's like it was exciting for me you know what i'm saying it was exciting and it was like it was like i want to i want those are the kind of people i want to be around quite frankly you know what i'm saying like i want to be around people who um can can be their own judge right you know what i mean because people don't know what's going on in our lives, right? right. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. Seriously. They like don't. they don't You're know right. what's going on in our lives. And like, you know, the 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 bad side of 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 the internet can be, um, you know, uh I don't know, you know I know. You know, Dwan- me, J- you, know, I know. you know, Johnny Twitter seventy seven who, you know, likes right. to make uh, you know, his entire life about, you know, Twitter hashtags just being a troll sure. like for life, right? Sure. And, um, and look, I haven't, I haven't had to deal with that a whole lot, you know, in my life, but like, um, but it doesn't mean I won't, sure, it, of it doesn't will. mean I won't, right. right? You know course, what I'm saying? And, yeah, absolutely. And, and so, yeah, I, like, I don't know. I just feel like, um, you know, this is just so much hypocrisy. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's there just is. a, there's just well, a lot and, of and, it. But I think to your point, I mean, you, you said something really powerful a moment ago, which is you decide with your mood how the rest of your day is going to go. Yeah. And so, you know, there's been some, I, I got to have the benefit of the year end recap. Yeah. Um, so, um, and, and somebody said the other day, well, did you read it? I said, I didn't read it. Why, right. why, 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 why do I need that? to read it? And, and so I think you can do things to put yourself in a mood or not. And, and I was, I was walking through the airport the other day mm-hmm. and this lovely young woman saw me and she said, I just want to say hi. And, and she said, and I can tell you're going to be fine by the way you're walking. She said, you're walking strong. Your head is up. Like, you know, and yeah. you've got a smile on your face. And, yeah. and, and, and I think when you greet the day with, with that already, that already makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, sure. There are sad days too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, of course. Of course. But, but, uh, but there's so much good that is out there that we get to, uh, you know, we live in this great city. Yeah. We have great people who live here. Right. Um, who want to do great things. I mean, right. you know, 
we got a lot going on. We do. This is an amazing place and, and an amazing time, right? Yeah, you know oh my what gosh, I mean? yes, yes. And an amazing time. How, um, well, you know, I knew, I knew we were going to go deep, but like, <laughs> so, so how, um, you know, we, we were talking about the various topics. One of the things, I, I, just, I just pushed out a new website, and I think the thing I'm most happy about with it is I've got this section on there that, that it's, it's called passion, right? Okay. And like over the years, like when I, when I, um, I was first known in Nashville as a tech guy. Yep. And there's a lot of people who still know me uh, as absolutely. a tech guy, that, right? Yeah, think that that's who you, you know, are. Yep. Um, there are people who now only know me as a healthcare kind sure. of guy, okay. right? Like, sure. that's that's like the lens they got to see yep. me through. There are people in town who only know me as a soccer guy, right? right? Sure. And sort of the point is, duh, I'm all those things. Like, of course. Like, I am not a one-dimensional like robot. Right. I have lots of interests. Right. I have lots of things I'm passionate about. Right. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. are going to start learning about my passion for martial arts. Yeah. Like, which is I, I, so I awesome. super love martial arts. Yep. Like, you know, and I'm going to start talking about that a lot more. So, so I, I put all these things out on their front and center. Right. And, you know, I don't intend to like compartmentalize my life. Sure. Right. For, so, so here, here's, here's my, my question for you. Right. Um, you have, uh, you know, you 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 rose to 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 an incredible height, being you know the the, the you were the eighth mayor of the of, of metro seventh, seventh or eighth seventh. seventh okay seventh. okay okay I don't so, okay know. so you you were seventh I, I don't remember the I don't number know. but, I was but anyway, one of them. you were under the ten right you yeah, know what I'm saying totally, so, 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 so yeah, you were one of the first 10. one of the first ten mayors of, yeah. of metro yeah. right Nashville uh, and the first woman yeah. to do it. Um, and all the other things that you accomplished. And, you know, as we just talked about, you've had that worst day, right? Sure. So, so these things, you know, right now, I, I feel like a lot of people, when I, when your name comes up, they'll, they'll now sort of associate you with um, the opioid crisis, sure. right? You yep. know, um, you know, what, how do you feel about your purpose today and your passions like sure. you know because i think women in leadership is clearly something yep. that you know like if i follow you on twitter like i, I notice the things that you that you tweet or retweet sure. or who you're following and like you know this 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 whole rise of women in leadership yep. is a big it's, deal for you it right is. it's Absolutely. a big deal it is right? uh in fact i'm going to teach a class this this semester on women in leadership which i'm that's really amazing excited about that's um, amazing um and so i you know i think the, the compartmentalization piece is really interesting to me and this idea that uh, being a first, right? So, because there's so many things, you know, you know, yes, I was the first woman mayor. Yes, I was the first mayor to ever resign. Yes, I was the first mayor to, to do X, Y, and Z. And so, you know, and that's, but I'm not the mayor anymore, right? So that piece is yeah, done. Yeah, right. That's done. Right. So, uh, and before I was the mayor, I was all these other things. So how do you... How do you take all that and integrate it mm -hmm. uh, into the person that you are now and how you're moving forward? And I and I don't think I don't think my passions have changed um, from you know from all the way along. I mean, there may be somebody who will roll their eyes at the, at the irony of this of what I'm going to say, but uh, you know, when I got my MBA and I went into corporate America, I went in and was an ethics and compliance officer for years. Yeah, and. Uh, because I really care deeply about fairness and equity and how you translate that in the workplace. Uh, and 
somebody said to me the other day, do you think you'll go back and be an ethics compliance officer? I said, I don't think that's going to be an <laughs> to me anymore. Um, but, but those passions haven't changed. Right. And those passions were still were part of, you know, going in and, and seeking the mayor's oh, office right. and trying to, trying to move the needle on those pieces. Um, so I still see that as who I am. And now opioids is definitely something I care about, but mm-hmm. it's not the only thing I care about. Yeah. So it's about how do I move on a lot of different pieces. Right, right. Um, well-being. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that, uh, that came up for me, like in the last, uh, like four or five months, right. Mm -hmm. Was I, so I've I've been, I've been in this healthcare space for the last four or five years. Um, and when I got into it, I really didn't understand much about it at all. The more that I got into it, the more that I got to understand the healthcare industry that we, uh, have today. Um, fee for service for anyone who doesn't understand that's basically right. you go in you get some procedure done and then the, the the hospital or the doctor's clinic or whatever the surgeon they get paid for that particular service right so um, right. so fee for service is basically how everything happens in healthcare um, and that one thing that one economic fact uh, means that there are large parts of um, health care right and health that cannot be cannot be addressed right in in that well in that model right so so that that sort of led to um you know me digging pretty deeply into behavioral health right and that's and that then led me to be start to get kind of self-reflective right and like say hmm this behavior that i have right feels a little self-sabotaging right so 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 like I don't know where this is gonna go for me, but like I haven't, you know, I haven't been drinking lately, right? You know yep. what I mean? Because I just I just felt like I would I was um like I was self medicating trauma that was unaddressed, and okay. I needed to sort of like sure. you know deal with that. And you know the the thing is, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm looking at your liquor cabinet. Can you just keep talking. Yeah, no, it's 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 yeah, it's it's well stocked, and then I got some over there, I'm and saying. right, exactly. Like trust me, I can throw a party. Um, but uh, but you know like, let me make sure I'm I'm getting to the point here. Uh, I I had never really thought about compounded trauma. Yeah. Especially for high performing people. Sure. Right. Um, and then the correlation between uh self sabotaging behaviors sure. and unaddressed trauma. For you people, for, for the strong friend, right? Absolutely. Right? Okay. For the, for the strong friend, right? And so, like, that's now become, like, a really big thing for me, right? You yep. know what I mean? Like, a really, really big thing. Yeah. Because I just think uh, a lot of us, the high performers, are, you know, need a lot more help than we sort of let on to. Well, and I don't right? think we ask for help. Yeah. Um, I think that's... Is there an app for that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. So... Um, but I, I'm 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 serious. I mean, I think that again, having time now to reflect back yeah. on on my time in the mayor's office, you know, I had lots of great advisors on policy, but I don't think I ever trusted myself enough to ever be honest about the stuff I should have been honest about mm-hmm. of what I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that would have created a different uh, narrative and a different outcome. Uh, but you know, I think as leaders, oftentimes we're very, um, reluctant to open to anybody 
um, and to make ourselves vulnerable. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, and again, the irony on that is I made myself almost the most vulnerable in the most vulnerable way. Right. But in, in, in a way that wasn't a healthy way. Right. So, you know, how, how could I have, how could I have done, you know, how could I have worked on the stuff I needed to work on without putting myself in a situation that basically, you know, impacted me and a whole lot of the people who I loved and worked with, um, you know, and, and had a really bad outcome. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, but now that's like this last nine months. I've had time and I, and I do a lot of yoga <laughs> right, good. <laughs> because I'm due. I mean, good. absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, because you have to be able to get into that healthy space. I mean, you said it, um, you know, we talk about health care, not well-being. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, well, it's two, it's totally two different. very different things. It's totally two different. Two very different things. Yeah. And, and, uh, and gosh, so dangerous, man. Like, like I, uh, I, I just remember, um, you know, waking up the morning that it was announced that Anthony Bourdain took his life. Oh, God, I, rem so I remember waking up, looking at my phone and just li literally being like, I'm going back to bed. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. like, just like, just like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, this sucks. Right. Exactly. Like, this is like, here's this person who like, you know, it's just a really amazing person. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, 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 oh, you know, took so many of us. Around the world, on to, so to, many adventures, right? To be able Absolutely. to like have 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 a broad a broader view of the yep. world, a better view of the world, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And uh. And man, you know, he he couldn't he wasn't well. Right. Right. He wasn't right. well. Well, and Gosh. and then in that kind of couple of days, then Kate Spade. Yeah. Right. 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 And, and again, another yeah. incredibly talented, creative soul. Yes. Yes. Who, for whatever reason, couldn't. Um, yeah. you know, couldn't live in this world anymore and, right. and how sad for that and her family. And, and, and so I, you know, I, I think you see that and that wellness piece is missing. Yeah. It's, it's completely, completely missing. And I, I just, you know, and, and the healthcare industry is not really concerned, not really with doing anything a, a, a about it right now. And, and look, I, I, I think the healthcare industry is a fantastic industry, sure. right? You know, I think great people, um, choose to be in that industry because they care about people and they want to to help people. But we don't know how to do this at scale yet. You right. know what I mean? Like right. we don't we don't really know how to do this. And this is where I get mad about the judging and the hypocrisy stuff. You know because it doesn't sure. help anything. Sure, it doesn't help anything. Like, but but um, you know this, Marcus, because you spent your life as a as a disruptor. It needs a disruption, and it needs something that takes us away from that fee for service model. Which probably not going to happen in our lifetime, right? Because right, you look at all the competing right. uh, factors of why it exists. Yeah, that's right. But it, it needs a disruption. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and until we get there, I, I mean, when when Max died, one of the things that I really needed was grief counseling. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you, the amount of money that a company is willing that a insurance company wants to pay for grief counseling. Uh, compared to how much it actually costs, so that the, the gap of what you have to cover is pretty significant. Yeah. And I know I'm not alone. I mean, people lose people every, every day. day. Every day. So, and, and, and it can be devastating to somebody's life. So, you know, how, how are we helping them get back on track to be better workers, mm -hmm. better parents, better civically engaged? I mean, and if we don't have that wellness piece, it just doesn't happen. What's exciting right oh now? Oh my gosh. What's exciting? Um, it's a new year. What's exciting? I'm excited that it's a new year. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> uh, 2019 looks really good. 
Cool. Uh, 2018 is in the rear view. Yeah, and that's, that's a, right. A wonderful thing to, to, to see. But I'm just excited about Nashville. Yeah. Uh, we've got so many things coming on. Amazon coming in. Uh, we've got uh, you know challenges like we're, you know we've always had. But yeah. I think we see this community here as one that steps up and tries to solve problems. Yeah. And I'm still excited about that. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I think, and and I'm personally excited just because I I get to do some new and different things this year. Yeah, like 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 what you talked about the fist class, which, yeah, which, which I'm super happy that you're doing. Thank that's you. that's that's really really great. I'm excited about it too. I've got speaking engagements coming down the pike. Okay, that, uh, that I'm talking to lots of different groups about lots of different things. That was one of the things that I really loved when I was in the mayor's office, being able to go out and talk to people and yep. make that connection about what was meaningful to them. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to do more of that this year. Uh, when, when uh, you know people, people are looking at the the level of activity that you have on social, yeah. and speculating about what that means, sure. right? And, and we we've talked about, it and you basically said, you know, it's 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 you keeping it's in touch, li- yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's me living my life, yeah, right. Um, right. And uh, and there's no hidden agenda. It's yeah. just it just is. I mean, you know, people ask me often, hey, does this mean that you're gonna go back into politics? Right, and and. and my answer is not today. Uh, my, my hope is that whatever I do in the, in the future serves uh, the community in a way that's meaningful. And I still have two hands and a heart and I still want to serve. So yeah. I don't know what that means, but that's where I am today. We were talking about this neighborhood and, uh, yeah. and, and the changes that are happening in this neighborhood uh, and a lot of other neighborhoods in, yep. in Nashville. We were talking about um, businesses that, uh, you know, we 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 grew up around right. here, right? Yeah. You know, in, in in our Nashville, you know, yeah, life, sure. right? right? In our Nashville life, that are you know, sort of on a week by week basis going away. Yeah. Um. And you know, I liked I liked what you said about the greater story there, right? Yeah. Um. Because I do think there's a there's a greater story. Let me ask about something that feels like an ira- an irrational fear. Okay. Uh, and it feels like it, it might even be like a conversation that, you know, sometimes like, uh, you hear, you hear like uh, a conversation in your head and you know, it's not yours. Like someone put it there. Right. Do, you, you know no, what I'm, ta- I, you know yeah, what I'm talking I, about? I totally know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. So, so this one sort of feels like that, but okay. then I can't, I can't, uh, get away from the, the emotion of it. So okay. what does worry me is are the things that are going to take the place of the things that were there before, right? So we, so we know that new sure. things have to happen. Uh, of course. Are the things that are going to take the place of those things um, going to have a heart? Are they going to, are, are they, are they, are they going to really add from a cultural vibrancy or are they going to be transactional and um just sort of cookie cutter, you know, sure. you know, are, are we, are we going to see sort of an increase in terms of like the percentage of businesses, uh, brick and mortar businesses, you know, an increase in those being, uh, outposts for large corporations as opposed sure. to small businesses, you know, and, and I'm, I'm literally asking because I think you probably had some insight into sure. that when you were, when you were in office, right? Right. right. Well, I, I mean, I think, so yes, things will change. Yeah. I mean, that's just inevitable. Sure. And and yes, the brick and mortar stores that we knew are going to come and go. Uh, but I think it's actually important to ask if, if Nashville wants to be a community that has the support for these local businesses, mm-hmm. what do we need to be doing? And we talked a little bit about this um, before we, we started on, on camera. The three businesses that you and I were talking about, one of them is going away because the woman is retiring. Yep. So, 
fine. We fine. have so that's far. that's I mean, all good. Well, but we have an aging population, and mm-hmm. so in Nashville, there's and so who are going to have that? So, you know, was there ever conversations about a session plan? Was yeah, there a right, way to right. to have like talked about that? Were there resources right. for that business owner to right. think through that? Right. The second one that we talked about. Uh, was a brick and mortar restaurant mm-hmm. uh, that we know closed their doors because they couldn't get people there of quality to work. That's and, right, and and so that's going to be a huge issue for us. So if Na- in Nashville, what are we doing? We got a workforce issue. We got an affordable housing issue d- directly right. connected to it, and right. we got a transit issue. And we got a transit issue. Right. Really, I've heard yeah. these things <laughs> um, and, then, and then the last business that we talked about was a locally owned, women owned business that is filing for bankruptcy. And, yep. and so again, what kind of support could Nashville have? Provided through the not-for-profit. I'm not when I say Nashville, I don't mean government Nashville. Yep. I mean Nashville in, in the bigger sense. You know, the Entrepreneur Center, the Center for Nonprofit Management. I mean, what are what are the the places where you go to to learn how to do stuff well? Yeah, and and and, and I think those are the questions we have to ask. Yeah, because yeah. that's not going that's going to be a familiar story. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but things are going to change, and things are going to get more advanced. I mean, this neighborhood is going to get a soccer stadium. Which is going to yeah, be it is. pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, and that's great. Yeah. And and that's a complete departure yep. from where this neighborhood used to be. Yeah. But it's a good one. Yeah. I hope so. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. How can yeah. I, I think yeah, that I would expect no I'm super less. excited to walk to it. It's yeah, gonna yeah. Be, right. It's going to be I incredible. Mean, it's awesome. Yeah, it's going to uh, be incredible. And, and you know, with, with that in mind, too, there are conversations about... The, the speedway too and, yeah. and making yeah, more yeah, yeah. Advanced, of which course. was always part of the from my perspective it was always part of the plan but again taking something that's iconically beloved in Nashville and making it better 1000% yeah I, look I, I I think yes and right I yeah, mean like, I about all this yeah, stuff I'll like agree. I'm not I'm yeah, not like a you know this or that I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm, I look I am not in particular like a racing fan but as a Nashvillian I want a speedway in Nashville sure. right you know I, like because I want us to have everything. Why not? Why? I want exactly. us to have everything Why for not? everyone. That's like right. that's yeah. I I want everything for everyone, forever and ever. Right? You right. know what I mean? Like uh, so. So like so just let's just figure that out. It's just another great enhancement yeah. to the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Let's let's just figure that out. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna figure out transit? Well, and and um, there's been, been a ton of post mortem on it, so we don't have to. Like we really don't even have to look like look back, right? Like I, right. I I'm literally more looking forward. Here's like what I what I keep hearing. I okay. keep hearing people saying, okay. We want a plan, just not that plan. Bring us a plan that, yeah. This this is where it gets murky. Bring yeah. us a plan that, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And and, so, and then and then we'll we'll do something, right? Okay. Well, I guess that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, I saw I, I read I think a piece yesterday in the Times that talked about how car companies are backing way off with yeah. driverless cars. Okay, so um, well, that's so that's not going to solve our problem. Yeah. And uh, and surely yes, technology is going to evolve and it's going to change. What about Lime? Yeah, sure. And like, Bird. Yeah, I know. I mean, look, I I see them all over. You know what I see? Mm-hmm. People falling and busting their face open. Exactly. Like not like I am not even kidding. No tea. I am not even kidding. I went to the Predators game a week ago mm-hmm. with Redditch, Chris Redditch, yeah, yeah. and on the steps there was a, like she she look she had to be in her, like her fifties or something and ate it and i was just like oh my god like these things are they're they're not i mean super well, yeah, yeah. Look, and look i'm into innovation all, all that I kind of stuff it. but like people don't know how to ride these things they go 20 miles an hour right. like 
again, I'm not trying. Uh, I'm not uh, just like uh, look. You're I'm not just gonna catch me on one. Right. I'm. I'm just. I'm, um, just, I'm just making the point that I'm like pretty adventurous, but I. But, but I'm also. I also know my limitations. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm just making the point that I. I got on one back here uh, over you know off Houston. Yeah. And uh, like there's no there's never any cars back right, there, so sure. like it was more like a fun thing. Yeah. And like I I opened it up like all the way, and I was like, yo, this thing is. It can go very fast. This thing. I goes, think. <laughs> I, I think actually it, it can only go twelve or fifteen miles an hour. But it doesn't matter. I'm not 100% sure. But I will tell you that, like, it doesn't matter. At 12 or 15, (laughs) when your head is hitting the pavement, like, you're, yeah, Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, like, I feel feel like I'm old when I say that, but but I, I was just saying it in the context of, like, that's not a transit solution. It isn't. You know what I mean? Like, right. well, like, like, is, like we, we need something for real. And, I, and, I mean? and uh, as a pedestrian who walks a lot, the fact of the matter is that those, 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 they're not supposed to be, but they are. They're on the sidewalk. And honestly, they come out of nowhere. And like, I'm waiting to get, like, I'm, I'm waiting to be in a scooter accident, but not be on the scooter. Right, 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 right. Just be walking, just not realize. Walking, just walking and having somebody, like, slam into me. Okay. Um, so we're so, scooter yeah, bashed. That's, so that's not our, um, no, I, it's all right. I mean, they, they have a place. They do. No, I, again, they totally do. Again, everything for everyone. I'm actually right. very happy they're here. They're just not the transit solution. Okay. Right. That, so, so they're not. I have to say um, that now. Building a double-decker highway is not the transit solution. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one yet. But like I don't, I don't listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm like in my head, and I'm like doing my yeah, thing. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Uh, it's a really du- double decker mm-hmm. high, highway. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Um, but the thing is that at the end of the day, I'm tired of driving. You, I know. I'm really okay, so tired of driving. How do you how do you move the most people in the most efficient way? Yeah. And the transit plan had that mm-hmm. because you can move people a lot faster and more efficiently in a train. Which okay. is why lots of places have them. I mean, you may have to go outside the United States. So the plane but... got beat up on the on the on the tunnel thing. And, I, I, and look, why? hold on, hold on. Let, let me just yeah, yeah it, it got beat up on the tunnel. And That's okay. And look, I ha- I have to admit, I didn't. I was not someone who read the plan. You know, I was basically like everyone else has such strong opinions. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna decide to vote right. one way or the other, right. and I voted for. I'm gonna decide to vote one way or sure. the other. And then that's it. Like I'm just not going to get into right. all the other all the other right. stuff because like it just there felt lots of it felt like such a crazy waste of energy. Like there were lots for, of details, right? And, yeah. and, and, and you're and but I the, think, but the, the the tunnel downtown was the thing that everyone was just like, you know, you has anything? It would have it would have been, been something else. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. The thing, I, yeah, yeah. I, Got it. Because because yeah, yeah, yeah. because if people are going to be against something, they're going to find something to be against, and and and. You know, and, and that fine, but obviously it needs to go back to the drawing board. It needs to, to yeah, that's it. That's evident, and, right? and that's and that's evident. I think that you know, there, there. I think what people uh, forgot was that there was lots of community meetings, lots of energy, lots of time, lots of uh, stuff that was spent on this. But like, forgot or ignored? Ignored because yeah. but, well, because people are busy. Yeah, like you know, and and so. This this wasn't a plan that just came out of the air. Yeah, uh, it was created with a lot of input. But at the end of the day, that's okay. What Nashville does really what? well is when we decide to not go here, we figure out another way to go here, and that's yeah. what's going to happen. I wasn't heartbroken when it when it didn't pass. Um, you know, I wasn't heartbroken when it didn't pass. On the only thing that scared me was what did that mean for us ever. Get, getting something right. done. Well, it definitely is going to be a hard uh, road ahead. It, it, it's it's going to be a hard future yeah. for us, but right? But it was always, but it was always going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I think that 
you know, folks will want, you know. So it's just a hard challenge though, right? You know what I mean? Like, you gotta start there. You gotta start there. You got, we, well, and that was the whole point. That was the whole point to say, look, we have to start somewhere Mm -hmm. and we have to step up and do this. And, and I, I hope that, I know that my time in office is going to be remembered for lots of different things. But I do hope that one of the things that that uh, my administration is remembered for is this idea that we weren't afraid to say we have a problem, let's try to fix it. Yeah. Um, and and to do things that were bold and different. Uh, not all of them hit. Yeah. And uh, but you can't be afraid to say I'm not going to do this or I'm just going to leave it alone or let like like you know let's cross our fingers and hope it works out. What, I, I, what I don't was, think so. What was the what was the um uh the 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 pri- the the public the, the plan thing that you that you created that where where you and 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 Michael Bertram would like go to the EC and like mm-hmm. people could present plans oh, yeah, yeah, the entrepreneurship awesome. thing yeah, like, that what, was, what was it called so that was well that was our uh, it was like our Shark Tank for yeah budget, yeah, budget. yeah 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 and I don't think they do that anymore but I loved that yeah so, so much. yeah so that that's a that's a great example of like what, what was it called then? well well we called it. Uh, I don't remember now, but, but it was. Public, I remember it was, it was, it was like a, a public. Plan. It was a well, we had, it was a private public private public partnership. Yeah. But what we would do is we would say, okay, we're going to give money to not for profits. Yeah. But you have to have a government partner, and then it has to be solving a problem that you guys do a pitch. When I mean, it was a pitch, just like Shark Tank, um, and oh my gosh, it was so cool because people had to come in and actually tell us what problem they were going to solve, and then how they were going to solve it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, because that's how that's how government should work. Did you spend any time talking to the folks at uh, Harvard Business School? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, the whole Yelp thing, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, because like you know, that's like their whole thing. Yep. It's sure like basically is. America's going to be saved by the cities. Yeah. Because oh, DC oh, is such right. a disaster. Right. And, oh, and, absolutely. And I mean, like, and we need entrepreneurship in, in government. Yep. That and that's what we were trying to foster. This idea of being better about resources. Yep. More thoughtful about tax dollars and actually solving problems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, entrepreneurship in government is a is an is is such an interesting thing. I, I love I love the work that uh that uh Mitch uh, up up at Harvard Business School yeah, is yeah. doing around it. Um, can we talk a little bit about about the the whole Rockefeller Initiative? Um, like, sure. I, like I just feel like I'm going on like you know keep like, going. Like it's a, all right. Sure. Yeah, no, no, this is yeah. great. Uh, so so the Rockefeller Initiative um about about resiliency. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you 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 went to a different place there that I wasn't expecting. Like okay. I loved it. It was great for our city. Okay. Um you know Rockefeller chose 100 cities yeah. uh across the across world. The world. world. Right. And, and like there were only two, I think or maybe three at the time, two or three in the United States. Okay. Like um because Yeah, 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 no, I remember. I mean, that. it was a really big deal to get this. And uh and this idea about how do you make your city resilient yeah. against big shocks? I mean, we know we, we know we can we can have a flood, but it wasn't just about that. It was about rises in unemployment. Mm-hmm. It was about affordable housing. I mean, all of these all things. These how things. do you create a city that's resilient to shocks? Mm-hmm. Um, and really important work. Um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that that the work will still find a way. But, but uh, you know, one of the other things that I loved about being part of the Resilient Cities was that you learn from other people. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, right. that, you know, that was the best part about being part of some of these initiatives, like with, at the Harvard, um, we, we did lots of stuff with Harvard, Bloomberg, mm-hmm. um, Resilient Cities. Uh, it was that other people have tried this stuff. Right. So why don't we learn right. how it worked or didn't work and right. then adapt from there? Right. Uh, and I think that's that. That's part of that entrepreneurial spirit too. Like, don't 
don't do something that somebody's already done that didn't that failed miserably unless you figured out why. Yeah. And then if you think it's going to work, at least you've got that as 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 context. Yep. Yep. Okay. It 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 was it was a super exciting thing to me uh, when it yeah. you know when it was announced. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so so maybe maybe we can like uh, you know end with uh, talking about the next generation okay. of of leaders and um, you know what is really exciting to you sure. about them and and I I'd love to mostly selfishly because I'm not. I am not very partisan myself. Um, like I'd love to talk about it in a non in more in more of a generational framework, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, You know, I I love to talk about like like what's what's exciting, what what worries you and and do you think and do you think and, and I would say in particular, what do you think we need to do, you know, Gen Xers, what what do we need to do to like better support the, the generation of up and coming leaders, you, sure. you know, um, this is something I'm, uh, I, I'm certainly thinking about because of, you know, my, my own boys, but, sure. but, but I think just, just generally speaking, uh, you know, I'm seeing more and more young people really, you know, getting right. ready to, to step up to the plate. I just think about myself, you know what yeah. I mean? When I first stepped up and, and, you know, youth was a, was a gift and it also, yeah. you know what I mean? I also awesome. didn't know anything. I didn't have any, I didn't have any mentors and you, you know what I mean? Like yes. I didn't have any of that. So, so like, well, and you just hit the nail on the head yeah. about where I think we owe those up-and-coming future leaders. And that is one of the things that we did create in the mayor's office when I was there was called Opportunity Now. And okay. Now, that is going to go down as the thing I'm, I, I love the most that too. you did. Me too. And, and, and That's that going to be my favorite thing was, that you did. was uh, incredible. Yes. Because it was all about trying to take kids 18 to 14 to 24 Putting him into paid, meaningful internships. Touched my family's life. Oh, I'm so glad. So, so I, and, and we had 10,000 jobs that first summer. So, I it mean, awesome. I know we, we touched a lot of families. It lives. was awesome. And, and you know, it, and, and I, I, you've maybe heard me tell this, but the reason it started for me was, was really personal. I, Max, was a junior college, mm-hmm. and he called me up and he said, I need an internship this summer. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you think Dave, my friend Dave, would hire me? And I said, I don't know. You know, I'll call Dave. And Max called me back and said, I talked to Dave. And Dave said, sure, he'd hire me. He said, but I don't want to go work for him if the only reason he's going to hire me is because I'm your son. Mm. And I said, the only reason he's going to hire you is because you're my son. Because you're totally not qualified. Yeah. Right? Like, so, but I took that to heart and thought, how do I open the door for everybody else's kid? Yeah, they can't pick up the phone and call Dave. Totally. And so, like, how can I inspire? And and by the way, I was just the one who said, "Let's do this." All of the businesses and companies and not for profits in Nashville stepped up. It was such a Nashville thing, and and it was, you know, I mean. So I just said, "Let's do this," but I we never could have done it unless everybody like came together. It it was great, and it was it was great, and I think the kids and, and and it had to be paid. Yeah. Because one of the things was to try to teach our, the biggest gift we can be giving our kids is the idea of how do you do financially, financially plan? How do you get a paycheck? How do you... It showed me what I had not yet done for my child. Like yep. like when I took him to the intake, yep. you know, at the, at the Midtown yep. Police Precinct yep. and like, they were like, okay, Kieran, you know, go to this place right. and fill this out and here's your tax forms. And I was like, right. holy cow, like... And you need to know how to navigate yeah, that. Of course you do. Right. Of course you do, right? And like now he's done it. 
Exactly. Like, check. Right. He's he got he's got that body of experience, right? right? He's had a boss. Yep. He's had coworkers. Yep. He's had it, like he's he had to get up for work every day. He had to, get he had to work, work show somewhere. up, right? Right. He had to like have a nice demeanor and, and <laughs> all that stuff. And yeah. you know the fact that you had a like they weren't all like camp counselor jobs. I mean, no, you know, no. in, you know, in this case, he he had his first. He goes to he goes to to school and he learns programming and sure. that's great. But he has first programming project. I remember he came home, you know, and and uh, and you know, I, I used to be a programmer, right? right so right. so he came home and, and like, he, you know, he, he's basically showing me the project he's got to work on, and I'm like, you don't know how to do this, do you? And he was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> okay, let me let me just draw this out for you. But he was like, oh. And then he went on to do it and right. he built and his very first web application. That is so like, cool. But right, and, and then that was the other thing we tried to create. It was internships incredible. across every every kind of business, every kind of opportunity. Yeah, kids are, are, are they're diverse. Yeah. They're diverse. They're, they're yeah, in all exactly. different types of things, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, there's the hospitality industry. Yep. There's, there's but it wasn't anyway. just about like going to McDonald's, right? I mean, that was part. Which which which, which is fine, fine, and that might be what my kid does and, this and summer. You know what? And, and, that and that's one, good too. And that was a good job too. But we had all kinds of different jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, opportunity yeah. now. Yeah, was, that, was, I, that was one of the things that I think that. But we did uh, with the team. It was really, really. Remarkable. How do we better? Um, I I completely agree with you. How do we better scale these types of things? Right. So so like, I I would not call myself lucky because I've worked very hard. Except that it was lucky that I came to Nashville because I I could have picked anywhere to sure. be. And we you know we just. You know, my ex-wife and I just decided we were going to be here because she went to high school here and had a right. best friend here. And I didn't knew nothing about the city. Right. You know, couldn't have picked a better place sure, to land. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But that that was probably the you know other than being born into the family I was born into that was probably the luckiest thing yep, that that, that that's happened to me in my life. Right. I, you know, I, I, like just I, ending up here. I couldn't agree right? more. Yeah. Okay. After that, I worked my ass off. Right. You know me what I mean. Too. After that, I, I get worked. It. <laughs> I worked. I worked. I worked. Right. right? But um. There were some things that were game changers for me, right? Okay. Um, and getting into the slipstream of leadership programs yeah. that happen here, right? right. Leadership Nashville right. being a, a big one, right, is kind of a game changer. But it is. that's a sm that's a right. small number it for is. the number of leaders we actually like. We can only handle this number in that one program, right. and it really kind of only starts at a certain age, yeah, right? yeah. you know. And, and look. I know there's national emerging leaders in the in the, in the junior chamber. Right. Like I know there's, there's lots of different right things, are. right? Sure. But like, how do we grow more of that? Yeah. How how do we get this at the scale that you really need, right, to be able to do what well, needs to be done? I, I mean, and, I think we're doing something. We are, and I but I think you're right. I mean, you've got recognition of folks who are maybe already leaders in their field, you know, forty under forty and that kind of stuff. But how do you find those ones who are your emerging leaders? Right. And, and I think, you know, it's funny because this comes up all the time, especially in politics with, uh, with women organizations. Like, well, there's only this one, and so we only need one. Yeah. It's like, no, no. We can oh have my 12 gosh. You can emerging never leaders. Have, you can never have enough. You can um, never have so, enough. So, uh, you know, the challenge is that you've got to find somebody who, who wants to take it on and, and build it. Uh, but I think that we... We need to be more deliberative about how we do that. We got. We got to figure that we out. We do. We got to. We got to figure that out. Okay. Any. Any. Um. Any final thoughts you want to leave me and 
Sure. Viewers um, slash listeners. This is sure. this is going to get uh, burned down to an audio podcast too. So no worries. Yeah. So, so, so I will just tell you that uh, uh, the other thing that over the last nine months I've become more deliberate about is what I put on in the morning. So like, huh. like I everything on my wrist huh. means something to me. And, huh. and, and I don't have any tattoos, so I don't, I'm not looking at something that's permanent yeah. on my skin, but I, I find some real strength in that. Hmm. And I'll just, I'll just leave your folks with this, la- this thought, this, the little necklace I have on today, which says that a lion doesn't turn around when a small dog barks. And I think that it's healthy for all of us to yeah. remember there are lots of small dogs in our lives. Yeah. So you can't get distracted by the small dogs. Yeah. Uh, and so wh- whatever that it. means for you, yeah. but it's like there are a thousand ways that those small dogs can, can derail your day. Yeah. But if you're a lion, you just don't turn around. That's so awesome. I'll leave you with that. That's part. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. You, you are a superhero. Seriously. Uh, no, for a lot of people. Awesome no, before a lot of people, seriously, like, you know, um, you are, um, uh, you're definitely a sign of strength and hope for a ton of people, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. And, you know, thanks for making time hey, for this you know, and doing this and, uh, yeah. And, and, and like, uh, you know, just, just, uh, being open to, to, uh, to developing friendship too. You know, Absolutely. I, I just like, yeah, too. that, yeah. that actually means a lot to me. So, all right. So. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, this was a good one. Uh, We'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. Um, Really, really grateful for your support. And uh, please let somebody know about the show. Please share it. If you haven't already, go to either YouTube and give it a thumbs up or on iTunes or Google Play. Um, Go ahead and give it the five stars and um, just give me some feedback as well. You can send me an email at Marcus at MarcusWhitney.com or you can catch me on any of the social channels uh, at Marcus Whitney. All right, peace. Thank you for tuning in to Marcus Whitney's Audio Universe. 